Hello and welcome to episode four of Insanely Criminal Podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Ali. Excellent. Ali wanted to start this a completely different way. (laughs) No, I didn't. You did. (laughs) And we've got a new mic this week. Yeah, it's very fancy. Yeah, so you won't sound like we're uh, Mm -hmm. halfway to town. Yeah. That was Ali Straw, so that's going to pick that up because it's apparently a very good mic. Yeah. So Ali, what have we been doing this week? Anything exciting? No. <laughs> no. Literally nothing. Well, I went back to work. That was exciting. First time since March. We should have started this at the start of lockdown. Yeah. We could be like famous by now. Jesus. Famously crap. <laughs> Famously terrible. <laughs> that should have been the name of the podcast. Yeah. Famously terrible. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone who listened last week. Again. Thank you. Yeah. More good feedback. My friend Emma said it was great. And, Cheers, uh, Emma. Yeah. And she said it was like being in the room with us because we have such a good banter. <laughs> oh, bants. We do. The bants are outstanding. Apart from when I out Ali for being a cosplayer. <laughs> Anything exciting happened in the news about last week? I don't know. I don't think there has been. I'm sure Boris has done something. Yeah, probably. I saw something that people were talking about. Uh, there's like massive outrage that Nancy Pelosi had a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, great. That is... What uh, a scandal. That is top chat. Yes. So anyway, this week, should we get to it? Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about the murder of Joe Cox. So if you're on the right side of politics, maybe now switch off. (laughs) (laughs) Because Ali and I are definitely not Mm -hmm. on the right side of politics. We are firmly on the left. At least I think Ali is, I know I am. Well, yeah, I am. (laughs) I told Ali once that if she ever came home and told me that she voted Tory, I would be so disappointed in her. Well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think it could be the worst thing you could ever do in my eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't blame you. Oh, thanks. So, Joe Cox was born on June 22nd, 1974. She studied archaeology and anthropology. Ali, can you remember what anthropology is? You're looking at the Human behaviour. Yeah, the study of human behaviour. We think. <laughs> you quickly Googled it. Yeah, I had to. I couldn't remember what it was. You should have written what it was. Hmm? You should have just written what the meaning was. Oh, I forgot. I had to type two podcasts up in one week. So she studied this at Pembroke College in Cambridge. She later switched to studying social and political science. Joe graduated in 1995. She also later studied at the London School of Economics. So, pretty smart. Yeah. Ali, are you going to do this? (laughs) Are you going to keep studying? I don't know. (laughs) I think it's impressive to do archaeology, number one. Mm -hmm. Anthropology. Political science. I think that would give me a headache. What is political science? Is it just politics? 
Yeah. Why is it called political science? Because it is. <laughs> what element of science is there to it, though? Well, it's social and political, isn't it? So it's like the study of um, social stuff and political stuff. Wow, what an explanation. <laughs> it's late, Ali. My head's tired. It's not late. It's half eight. This is late for me. <laughs> so later on, Joe became a Labour MP for Batley and Spen in West Yorkshire. And that was in May 2015. And she remained the MP for Batley and Spen until she died. Mm-hmm. Joe was married to Brendan Cox. The two met while she was working for Oxfam, and he was also working for Save the Children. They had two children together. I think when Joe died, they were three and five. Oh. So, yeah, really, really small. On June 16th, she was attacked shot and stabbed several times in Burstall, West Yorkshire, as she was on her way to meet with constituents. During the attack, retired Bernard Carter Kenny came to Joe's aid, only to also be stabbed. He survived the attack and was awarded the George Medal for Bravery. Oh, You get like a medal for bravery from the Queen. Yeah. Well, it's called a medal for bravery. Well, yeah, it's the George Medal. They've all got different names that are different medals. Oh, don't so ask different me. degrees of bravery, like moral bravery. I think there's also one. Is it the Victoria Cross? Like so, depending. I've heard of that one. Yeah, so depending on where you were when the act of bravery happened, I mm. think I don't know. Like the circumstances of the. <clears throat> yeah, I tend to stay away from monarchy myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was uh, rightly deserved. For, uh, Bernard. So the perpetrator for this brutal crime was 53-year-old Thomas Alexander Mayer, who was a gardener. And I've written in my notes here because I hate the fact that whatever, whenever you search for Thomas Mayer, it comes up that he's a gardener. Yeah. Always Thomas Mayer, gardener, kills Joe Cox. Yeah. And well, why doesn't it say terrorist? Well, <clears throat> terrorist. Well, this is an act of terrorism, isn't it? Is it? We'll get into it, but yes, I oh. I see this as an act of terrorism. So to me, saying that he's a gardener means nothing. Yeah. He's just an arsehole. I don't think being a gardener <laughs> had to do with the fact that you killed someone yeah, and I mean, stabbed another. Yeah, we all know gardeners who just go around stabbing people. Mm-hmm. So... Screw him, he's not a gardener, he's an all-round terrorist. And as I've written here, an all-round racist knobhead, which he is. Which you said was a swear word. Is. If I'd have said that in the presence of my parents, I would have had a slap. Knobhead. Holly! (laughs) (laughs) But before we talk more about the crime, let's look back at what the UK was like in 2016 oh no now we've got to use another swear word brexit oh no do you know at the start of covid people are actually missing brexit i am as well <laughs> did you miss brexit brexit was all we talked about for four years then covid yeah. came now everyone seems to have forgotten about it yeah oh my god bring back brexit oh yeah Please don't. I think I'd rather COVID. <laughs> I don't know which one I'd rather. Really? 
Well, Braxton didn't like kill anyone. Yes, it did. <laughs> not, on, like, not on like mass not scale. On the scale. Yeah. Yeah, not on the same scale. But Jesus Christ, I mean, the effects of Brexit are still going on. Are they? As we shall see. As we shall see, Ali. Oh. <laughs> so the Brexit referendum ugh, in 2016, we voted Remain. We're not assholes. Well, Ali can't vote, but... <laughs> you voted Remain. I definitely voted Remain, and I also marched my mum to the polling station and made sure she also voted Remain. Jesus. <laughs> so the referendum happened on June 23rd, days after Joe Cox's murder. So for me, Brexit was an absolute effing nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably a nightmare in our house too because it's all I was talking about and I think yeah. the kids have got PTSD but I think it was important that you watched things like debates so you knew what the vote was about what stage in your life where you were obsessed with Jeremy Corbyn and you were oh. not sure about him still obsessed still obsessed <laughs> what a man do you know last week he was voted um, the best prime minister Britain never had we could be living the dream right now. But no, we're not, are we? No. We're in an effing recession with, with Boris the Johnson. Yeah, down with the Tories. Ali was going to make a bracelet the other day that said Tory scum, but she didn't. <laughs> I don't think I could anyway. I think I've run out of views. <clears throat> Put Tory skim. <laughs> Tory scam. It is a scam. Biggest scam. <laughs> Tory rule. <laughs> so Brexit brought out the worst in people across the UK. I know I personally fell out with a lot of people. Um, not from anything I did. I know that might come as a shock to some of you listening. <laughs> but when people wanted to have a debate with you and if you said that you remained, it's like, oh, why? Why? Why do you want to vote remain? Oh my god, chill out. Let me vote for whoever I want to vote for. But I think it made people more casually racist than it had been for a very long time. When I went into school one day, I think they were talking about Jeremy Corbyn. And me and my other friend were like, yeah, Jeremy Corbyn. And then my two other friends looked like we just like committed like murder. <laughs> yeah. They were like, what did you just say? And we were like, Jeremy Corbyn, he's a, he's a good person. They were like, excuse me? Yeah. But I think as well, maybe for... I can't remember how old you were then, but... <laughs> but I think whatever you're hearing at home from your parents is essentially what you're probably going to grow up believing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you made your own mind up. I didn't force you to be like, mm-hmm. you must love Jeremy Corbyn, he is our messiah. I just thought he was an, an alright person. Yeah, I think um, he wanted the best for maybe not my generation, but your generation. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, no offence to anyone who's older and listening, but the older generation um, are to blame. (laughs) Just blaming. No, I mean, you know, like, um, like the school strike thing for climate. People are like, well, it's the youth. 
It's the teen- the youths. It's the youths and the teenagers who have completely wrecked this country. They've wrecked it. They need mobile phones, not us. I'm like, what? What? Yeah, exactly. And it's how can your generation, Ali, make the last thirty years absolute crap and beyond? <laughs> and beyond. It's ugh. Anyway, let's get back to Brexit. I never thought I'd say that. (laughs) So, to me, I heard a lot of um, good old British exceptionalism. I don't know what that is. Coming out in everyone. So, like, everyone, like, Britain's the best. We are the best nation in the land. I would call it nationalism, yes. Um, America, as well, I think, is also... They love a bit of exceptionalism. They're a lot worse than us. I think so in terms of being patriotic. Because, like, their whole thing is that they're very patriotic. They get, like, people in schools to stand up for the National Anthem, like, loads yeah. of times. <laughs> I always They have, that. like, two days, <clears throat> maybe more, yeah, dedicated they had, to their country. Yeah, they have the holidays, whereas we don't. We might talk about it in school and work, but and all, then you get on with your day. Yeah, but all we have is, like, a few crazy people in town going around in Britain but ugh <laughs> America's they're just infested yeah but they've been I mean I don't want to maybe speak for all Americans I don't know I'm not an American um, but I think when you are from a country that thinks they are so great thinks there is massive global superpower mm-hmm. that everyone just I don't know loves it and they buy into it There has to be an American flag everywhere. The same as you'll see with nationalists here. Mm -hmm. Welsh nationalists. (laughs) They're insane. Well, yeah, they burnt down the uh, holiday homes of the English, not Mm -hmm. far from where we live. (laughs) We're not like that. Let's just uh, put that out there. But yeah, it's the same as like the flag waving and we're the best nation in the world. No one can touch us. And let's talk about they wanted to get Royal Britannia banned. Oh, yeah. Now, to me, that song is a farce. Rule Britannia, what are we ruling? We're literally ruling nothing. Yeah, we've gone from the biggest ruler of the world to now alone, and apparently that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to go around stealing people's land, but yeah. Rule Britannia, give it an effing break. Mm-hmm. Makes me sick. So does God save the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not our anthem, we're Welsh. So, after Brexit, we saw the highest spike in religious and racial hate crimes Mm -hmm. ever recorded in the UK. So, in Gwent, in Wales, oh God, no, the Welsh, no. (laughs) Turn that down. The number of incidents rose by 77%. Jesus. Yeah. They also rose considerably in Kent, Warwickshire, and Nottinghamshire. The EDL, the English Defence League, who are... Oh, they haven't got one brain cell between them to, like, rub together, to, like, spark, to work. Aren't they all just, like, all those, like, <clears throat> bold men with, like, those with, like, Union Jack tattoos? <laughs> and a bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just loads of clones of them. Yeah, well, do you remember, um... 
with the Black Lives Matter thing that we had here, the protests. Yeah. And then they were taking down um, political statues and like historical statues, mm-hmm. and they were there was these members. I don't know if they were from the EDL, but I know they were protecting Winston Churchill racists. Um, protecting. Him. They were protecting Winston Churchill statue. It's been covered in bird shit for years. <laughs> protect it then. But protecting that. But then a picture came up online where a man was doing the old Nazi salute in front of it. Oh, he right. was protecting Winston Churchill. Excellent protection. Yeah, fair play. They did well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Idiots. So, it wasn't just the EDL out in full force. It was everyone else's favourite racist dickhead. Tommy Robinson. I don't remember who he is. Oh, Tommy Robinson is the worst of the worst. He's like a real bad apple. He is. I watched a documentary with him on. It was like an undercover thing. I think it was maybe the BBC. They went round with him and he was going up to in, into Muslim communities, winding them up until they attacked him. He's like, oh, look, they've hit me. They've hit me. This is what's happening in this country. Oh, for God's sake. But then I also watched, I think this one was on Channel 4, like a prison reality thing, uh, like a documentary, where he got sent into prison and he had to be put in solitary confinement and he spent his whole time there crying every day because he was so scared. (laughs) It was the best thing I've ever seen. And also, let's not forget, Tommy Robinson absolutely hates immigrants, refugees, anyone who isn't white. But when COVID really kicked off, Ali, he felt so unsafe in the UK. He fled the UK to Spain. Isn't Spain like worse than us though? He went there, Ali, with his family for his own protection. He didn't feel safe in his country. Nowhere's safe right now. Yeah, not in COVID, but he hates anyone coming to this country, right? So you think of the refugees who come in, I welcome them all. Mm -hmm. They're fleeing their country because they don't feel safe. So now he's saying he hates those people. So, but he's fleeing the UK because he doesn't feel safe in his country. Get lost, you bloody melt. <laughs> you hate him. I think that's that's quite obvious at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we get to talk about Nigel Farage. Oh, <laughs> even better. <clears throat> so yeah, Nigel Farage was a key player for Brexit. He stoked up so much race hate with his UKIP poster campaign. Don't know if you remember the poster, Ali. It was a campaign about immigration and it was like this long queue of people who weren't even immigrants saying that the UK was at its breaking point. Oh, at a breaking point, guys. Poor old Nigel wants to be free from the clutches of the glorious fingers of the EU and wants us all to have new, perfect blue British passports. Oh my god, with that Boris Johnson video. And he's like, no, you will all be getting special blue passports. (laughs) But yeah, I think Nigel Farage's wife is German and he's now secured, while Brexit was going on, dual citizenship for his kids so they can leave the country. (laughs) 
<laughs> they can keep their European passport. <laughs> what a tit. <laughs> so, most people who I spoke to, they wanted to leave the EU. It was nothing to do with financial matters whatsoever. To me, it was... They were convinced people from other countries were coming here to steal their jobs. Oh, they are. Exactly. And that apparently we'll have swarms of immigrants coming to our precious land. What? They need to do like the jobs <laughs> that we don't want to do. Exactly. The job. You think the unemployment here, well, especially now in the recession. But the ones complaining are the ones that aren't in skilled jobs or the ones who don't want to work. Mm oh shut up <laughs> but let's look at some of the attacks made on people during this time there were many so a Muslim woman was dragged along a pavement two Polish men were attacked in the street and one was killed and a Muslim man and woman were squirted with acid in the street race hate was also on the climb on social media <clears throat> and uh, that's evident if you're a Facebook user. And this has actually never stopped, as far as I'm concerned. And let's just make it clear, Ali. If you see or hear race racism, just call it out. Mm -hmm. Just call people exactly what they are, and then it makes them think, which is a good thing. So, but let's also talk about the current climate. The UK is currently undergoing a quote-unquote apparent migrant crisis. As we said before, Ali and I are quite happy for people to live wherever they want. Yeah. And I saw on Facebook, as I was actually writing this, um, somebody was laughing at uh, someone who died in a dinghy. A child who died in a dinghy, trying to get, you know, have a better life. And we obviously all know about the horrific murder of George Floyd and also what happened to Jacob Blake mm -hmm. in the US. And we had protests here. I think we've spoken about this um, in solidarity yeah. for Black Lives Matter. But you'll see the white privileged people of social media did not like this, didn't like Black Lives Matter because they thought all lives should matter. And if you read a history book, you will see that we as white people, mm -hmm. are predominantly the bad guys. We are the slave owners, the slave traders, the terrorists. So when I see people laughing at refugees dying in the channel, it's like, where is your apparent all lives matter now? Yeah. I don't get it. And you also get <clears throat> people saying, oh, well, why should black lives matter? Because of black on black crime. Why? What? I hate that argument. It's like, you can't use black-on-black -black crime ever as an excuse for whatever you're trying to spew out. Because <clears throat> white people kill thousands of white people every year mm -hmm. and no one's <clears throat> saying that. So I hate when people say, well, black people kill black people every day. Get lost. Again. Get out. But let's get back to... Thomas Mayer. So people who knew Thomas Mayer said he was friendly, he would never hurt a fly, etc. What most did not know was the slow burning hatred that he had inside him. 
He regarded Joe Cox as a collaborator and a traitor to his race. Joe was passionate about defending immigrants. She was passionate about the Remain campaign. And to Thomas Mayer, she became a target. She went against everything he believed in, in his eyes. An article in The Guardian says that Thomas appears to have fantasized about killing a quote unquote collaborator for around 17 years. <clears throat> that is a Se- long time. That's a long time. time that is like, a long time. Be persistent in your plan. Yeah. It's a long time to execute it as well. <laughs> well, maybe he was busy gardening. Yeah, because, you know, he, he, was he, was, he was a gardener. He was a gardener. He was a gardener. What a gardener. What a dick. <laughs> so Thomas took inspiration from right-wing terrorist David Copeland. So David Copeland, over 13 days in April 1999, planted three nail bombs in London, targeting the black community, the Asian community, and the gay community. Some lost limbs three lost their lives, and 140 people were injured. Copeland was a member of the BNP, so that's the British Nationalist Party. Oh, great. And he was an admirer of William Pierce, who was once a leader of the US neo-Nazi organisation, the National Alliance. Oh, Lovely. So <clears throat> Got a lot of little fanboys in here for the <laughs> neo-Nazis. Uh, Thomas Mayer has ties to American and British far-right political groups, such as the National Front, the US-based National Vanguard, which is like the white nationalist organization in the US, and the EDL. He went to many far-right gatherings and bought publications from the National Vanguard. He had even sent some letters expressing his support for South African apartheid. Lovely. So fun. (laughs) Police conducted a search of Thomas Meyer's home and found many newspaper clippings about far-right Norwegian terrorist Anders Bering Breivik So he killed eight people by detonating a van bomb in 2011. Mm -hmm. Among his internet searches were, wait for it, Ali, the KKK, white supremacism, nationalism, Nazism, Nazi party, matricide, mass shootings, and serial killers. Red flags, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) Although, um... After researching this case, uh, my search history looks quite similar. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Thomas Mayer also owned Nazi iconography. He was described by police to appear to be a loner. He never had a girlfriend, he did not have friends, and had never held down a job. I don't... Why does that matter? No. Ugh. The evening of June 15th, Thomas visited a treating centre, seeking help for his depression. So when I heard this, I thought, here we go. White man kills a woman, mental illness, he's a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 
and it made me sick. And I think it's dangerous <clears throat> to even say that, or to even for him to maybe use it or for his lawyers to maybe use it as like defense. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous because it just implies that his views were formed out of the blue. Whereas we know this has been going on for at least 17 years prior. Mm-hmm. During his stint of being a gardener. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but after being analysed by a psychiatrist, no evidence was found to declare his mental health so severe that he could not be held accountable for his actions, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a matter of mental health, this was a matter of pure hatred. It's also important to say as he attacked and killed Joe Cox, he screamed, Britain first, keep Britain independent, Britain will always come first. Then finally yelling, this is for Britain. Jesus Christ. <sighs> He's, <Why>? I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, I hated even writing it down. I hated reading about it. Like, oh my God. It's not for Britain, you div. Ugh. No one wanted this. Yeah, you wanted this, Thomas. Not the rest of us, mate. He stabbed Joe 15 times in her heart, her lungs and abdomen. One blow pierced her chest after passing through her right arm. And Thomas was arrested shortly after. Good. So what are we thinking so far, Ollie? What are your views on Thomas Mayer? Not great. <clears throat> really? Why? Discuss. Hmm. <laughs> I think the answer's kind of obvious there. Yeah, I think possibly because we're not neo-Nazis. Yeah. Maybe we don't like people like this. Do you think it's easy for people to have views like this in this day and age? Uh, I don't know. Do you think given the current political climate that it's become acceptable people people think it's acceptable to have these kind of views where I mean you see and read how people treat the Muslim community yeah. let alone any other community and I don't know I think it has become much more acceptable I'm not saying anyone who's on the right side of politics is ever going to go out and do what Thomas Mayer did mm-hmm but sometimes a lot of the views are very similar. Maybe not as extreme. Yeah. But. Like underlying. Yeah, a lot of people just think Britain should be whites only. And I will never, ever understand that. Can never Jesus. wrap my head around it. What people are so terrified of to have more culture mm-hmm. in our country. It's absolutely insane. Just gonna go and whitewash our <clears throat> country. Well, that's what they want to happen, and that, again, like I said before, talking to people um, around the time of Brexit, that is what a lot of people were voting for. They wanted to take their country back, and it didn't help that they were also seeing, um, around then, Donald Trump's campaign in the US. He was fully back in Brexit, Mm -hmm. too, and he was all about make America great again. And Brexit became make Britain great again. We stole that 
Yeah. And that's why a lot of people love Donald Trump in this country. They love him if they're on the right side of politics because he's honest, apparently. He's, he's so honest. But he's not honest. Let's not forget, also, this angers me that people forget this. Let's not forget that Donald Trump has countless, countless numbers of sexual allegations made mm-hmm. against him. But apparently he's an honest guy. He's a good guy. He's he's just trying to do what's best, you know? Yeah. He's, he's doing <sighs> a great job, fair play. Do you think he's going to get back in in November? Probably. Hmm. Who are you going to have? I mean, Donald Trump, he might grab you by the, by the whap. <laughs> you said that like three times today. I'm obsessed with the song, Ali. It's so great. You literally said that our cat had a whap. No, she. if we put her in the bath for a shower, she would be a literal whap. <laughs> and I said it would be a really Instagrammable moment. <laughs> so you didn't say that she had a whap, you said that she is a whap. Well, she would have been. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But yeah, you've either got Donald Trump or then you've got Joe Biden who yeah. like sniff his, sniffs like kids' hair and stuff like that. It's like the lesser of two evils. Uh, I vote for the world to explode. Yeah. I think that's a good option. Let's just do that, yeah. It's 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could happen. But let's get back to uh, Thomas May. On June 18th, he was asked to state his name in Westminster Magistrates Court. He said, and this will make you feel sick too, Ali. Oh, for God's sake, I just read it. (laughs) My name is death to traitors. Freedom for Britain. I felt like Braveheart then. (laughs) (laughs) Who, Who would say that? Part of me thinks, is he saying that to make himself look like he's got a mental illness? No. Say that. <laughs> like, just say your name, mate. Please. Come on, hun. <laughs> yeah, alright, cool. Uh, can we carry on? <laughs> <laughs> so, a judge remanded him in custody on June 20th to be held under, quote unquote, terrorism related protocols. His trial began on November 14th at the Old Bailey. Ma did not even attempt to defend himself. He knew what he had done and was proud of the fact that he had defended his race. Ugh. He is sucking the life out of me. Mm. On November 23rd, the jury took only 90 minutes to come to the conclusion that Mayor was guilty of Joe's murder, grievous bodily harm against Bernard Carter Kenny, possession of a firearm and possession of a dagger. He was sentenced to life in prison The judge said upon his sentencing that he had no doubt that the murder of Joe Cox was to advance his political, racial and ideological gain. It was white supremacism and nationalism such as Nazism. Ma will never be eligible for parole. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And like we said at the top of the show, Ali's like reading my notes now. Mm -hmm. So... Like we said before, you Google him and it comes up that he's a gardener. Um, yeah, call him for what he is, guys. He is a terrorist. It does might not fit 
the right side of politics um, angry Muslim narrative, but he is on the same level to me as the men who killed Lee Rigby in 2013. And, but much more hatred is shown to them yeah. because they weren't right. Mm-hmm. There was much, much more hatred. To me, they are the same. It was an act of terrorism. Yeah. Joe's funeral was held on July 15th in her constituency and was attended by thousands of people, all paying their respects. Her husband, Brendan, released this statement the day of her murder. It might be a bit sad, guys. All right. <sighs> Today is the beginning of a new chapter in our lives. More difficult, more painful, less joyful, less full of love. I and Joe's friends and family are going to work every moment of our lives to love and nurture our kids and to fight against the hatred that killed Joe. Joe believed in a better world and she fought for it every day of her life with an energy and a zest for life that would exhaust most people. She would have wanted two things above all else to happen now. One, that our precious children are bathed in love. And two, that we all unite to fight against the hatred that killed her. Hate doesn't have a creed, race or religion. It is poisonous. Joe would have no regrets about her life. She lived every day a bit to the full. That is sad. Mm -hmm. I was almost crying reading that. <laughs> I can see. I know, it's just so sad. It's just, you know, she had two little kids and she died because someone disagreed with her. Yeah. Like, oh, it just, it just angers me and I could go on and on and on about it. <laughs> be here for like two hours. You'd be here for two years <laughs> listening to my rants. I think a lot of this has been political rants, but I think we're safe to know that at least there's one person like Thomas Moore behind bars yeah. and he will never ever be released. I think even if it was without parole, I don't think he's ever going to change who he, who he is. He's mm -hmm. always going to be about defending his race, apparently. What an absolute tool. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of that case, Sally? I don't know. Did it anger you? Yeah. <laughs> In what way? Like... I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a terrible <laughs> thing. Yeah. Don't really know what else to make of it. It's very, like, complex. <sighs> it is, and I think because it was political, it's... I don't know. I definitely feel a certain kind of way about it. And I always mm -hmm. will. I don't even think... Even if I was on the right side of politics, God forbid. But if I was, that would still make me rethink my beliefs yeah. and think, oh, Jesus Christ, someone who loves Brexit this much would go and kill somebody who doesn't love Brexit. 
mm-hmm. I'd maybe think, oh, maybe I'll uh, hop on over to the other side, guys. Yeah. I'm off. I'm See going. See you later. See you later, pals. Oh, I feel drained after reading that last paragraph. <laughs> it was just so sad. <laughs> but if you listened, sorry if we spoke a lot about our hatred. <laughs> <laughs> For so many things. Um, Ali hates a lot of things. Political. I think everyone does. Uh, Political wise. We're kind of like. Um... <laughs> what are we like? <laughs> what are you about to say? <laughs> We're kind of like uh, Seymour Skinner and. Um, oh, I can't remember. Was it? I think it was Crabapple who said, oh, Isn't it great that we hate the same things? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's good. It might be quite funny though if we disagreed politically. It could be a very uh, interesting household. Yeah. We could be arguing all day. Sonny's just like sat, just trying to get through. Oh, Sonny is definitely on the left side. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He said Nigel Farage's face made him sick one day. He walked in and he was like, oh. Not that man. He makes me sick. <laughs> I think he was like eight. Jesus. <laughs> Start him off young. <laughs> Didn't he say once, I wish Jeremy Corbyn was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love Jeremy Corbyn. And he loves cats. Like we do. His cat's called El Gato. Jeremy Corbyn, fun fact of the podcast. <laughs> Is that going to be the new thing now? Before we start this episode, we, <laughs> we should start doing fun facts. Yeah. Start with a Jeremy Corbyn fun fact every week. He is amazing. Fun fact number two. If you don't like him, don't give me shit. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Do not even try and disagree. <laughs> we love him. <laughs> Do you know one year I was going to vote for, um, oh my God, Miliband. He was terrible in all the debates, but because he fell off the podium at the end, I was like, oh, that poor thing. I'm going to vote for him. (laughs) And they drag him through the mud because he ate a bacon sandwich. I was like, oh, God, that's who I've got to vote for now, isn't it? I mean, it was him or Nick Clegg or David Cameron. Yeah, you're better off voting for the guy who fell off the podium. (laughs) So, thank you again for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, again, Ali hates this part. We are on Instagram at InsanelyCriminalPod. Twitter at InsanelyPod. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, I think it is. And on Facebook, just InsanelyCriminal. So, yeah, that's it. We'll be back again next week and we're going to talk about a missing persons case. Which one? Can't say. you got to keep it for the suspense for all three of our listeners. <laughs> our 11 listeners from last week. Oh, yeah. We're going 40, viral. 40 Whoa, from don't give out our numbers. <laughs> also, Ali said last week, and again this week, that she really wants to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. And I don't know if I want to go down that rabbit hole. Please. <sighs> Please go down that Why do you hole. want to talk about Dahmer? It would be interesting. Watch um, Dahmer on Dahmer. 
It's I him. thought you meant it was called Dharma and it's on <laughs> something called Dharma. The Dharma channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's on um I think it's on Sky Crime, Dharma on Dharma. There's also Kemper on Kemper. So it's just them talking about themselves. <laughs> Jesus. It's alright. I didn't watch the Ed Kemper one. He kinda scares me, even though I've only seen Ed Kemper on one thing. Oh, oh that poster you got of him on your bedroom wall. I don't have a post on my bedroom wall. Shut up. She hasn't. I don't. But yeah, I recommend that. What else have I watched this week? Oh, David Tennant is doing... He's playing a killer. Oh? It, that's coming out in a couple of weeks on ITV. If you're in the UK, most of you are. It's called Des. That looks really good. Well, he was a Death Eater in Harry Potter. And they're basically he, like the, the wizard murderers. I mean, excuse my language, but he plays a good bastard. He does. He should, like, 100%, right? Put that on his CV. Can play a good bastard. <laughs> he has played some terrible people, and he's been fantastic. He was, like, a really, like, weird, insane, crazy murder man See? in Harry Potter. A bastard. Oh, he does. Jesus. If anyone's watched Dead Water Fell, that was phenomenal. Uh... Day, oh, I may as well just say what it was about. It came out like a year ago, I think. So he played a doctor. Yeah, a doctor. And his house went on fire. His wife and kids died. He woke up in the hospital still alive. And it was about like solving who did it. Oh. <coughs> it was him. <gasps> it was him. Spooky. Plays a good bastard, Ali does. And he'll be a good bastard in this one too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry for all the swearing this week, but Ali asked if we could have more swearing in the podcast. Yeah, but you won't let me swear. Oh, well. I did tell Ali, um, someone asked after our first episode why I don't swear, so here you go. <laughs> you happy now? Yeah, you're happy now. I've called David Tennant a good bastard. He was a bit of a bastard in Broadchurch. He wasn't a bad guy, but he was a bit of a bastard. It was good, though. Oh, it was good. Anyway, let's stop talking about David Tennant being a bastard. (laughs) (laughs) So we will be back again next week on a Monday, every Monday, like clockwork. Woo! (laughs) You like harmonise there. Oh, that was good. See, I've told you I should be on stage. (laughs) You've been saying this for like three years. I've been saying this for 30 years. (laughs) <laughs> so Ali shall we go yeah. it's past my bedtime no it isn't <laughs> it's nine o'clock oh it's late for me okay everyone thank you for listening and we will see you next week <laughs> why do you look at me like that I don't know are we going to wave like we always do every week bye, bye!